Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host Ellie Gelman and in today's episode we are going to be doing our first interview. This yes, is the sir. fifth episode of the Gelman Report so we had to do something special. So we're going to be interviewing uh, a good friend of mine, Jeremy Morgan. Jeremy, introduce thank yourself. You, thank you. I am honored to finally make it onto the Gelman Report, the 50th episode. I've been a supporter from afar but finally get to make it on. Um, my name is Jeremy Morgan. I am a Houston resident, but Detroit native, as you'll soon learn by my sports preferences. Um, Ellie and I have been friends for a while now. And so when he started making the Gelman Report, I knew I had to hop on and what better time than the 50th episode of the Gelman Report. Yeah. So, um, so tell us about your favorite, you know, sports teams. You said you're from Detroit and some of your favorite uh, players if they're from Detroit or you know from other teams yeah so I guess I started liking sports as young as any young sports fan does and for me that was when I was living in Detroit and so naturally my favorite teams just became the Detroit sports teams and the college teams and I would say my two favorite teams are the Detroit Lions um, the Pistons a little bit but they're kind of bad so it's hard to support them and then also Michigan sports but mainly um, Michigan basketball Michigan football and I will say that you know, starting to like sports in the 2000s and liking those teams has been tough. Um, yeah, definitely. Very good teams. For, for, um, the, for a uh, Detroit fan, that's for sure. Yeah, but you know, there's something nice about being a fan of a, of a bad team. For I think it builds sports character, develops loyalty. You know, it's very easy to be a Boston sports fan, but Detroit sports fans, you know, we got to stick through the rough. So um, that's been hard. But some notable players who I've just come to like over the years, obviously, you know, Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. I've fond memories of my first Lions game and seeing that connection just, I mean, light up Ford Field, beautiful stadium, by the way. Um, and so being there and seeing those two players play together was great. I remember when Calvin broke Jerry Rice's record and I remember seeing a rookie, Andrew Luck, play against Matt Stafford. Um, I was sitting, you know, at the 50 yard line, almost at the field with my dad and my brother. So, I mean, you know, just great memories all around. Um, Peyton Manning, also another football player who's always been one of my favorites. Not because he was a Detroit sports player, but just because I've always loved him. I got his autograph one time as a young kid, so that was always cool. Um, and seeing the way that he would make players around him better was just something that I love to watch. Um, and from like a basketball standpoint, there aren't many Pistons who've been my favorites, mostly because there haven't been many incredible Pistons players since I've been alive. Yeah, there have been some sport. good ones, you know, historically, but... Yeah, yeah, of course, but I've never been able to watch any of yeah. those guys. Um but players like Mo Wagner, who played on Michigan, Isaiah Livers, who unfortunately got injured this year, but, you know, was a Michigan stud for a few years. Trey Burke, another incredible Michigan player. Those guys are people who I just loved seeing, you know, them play at Michigan and develop as young talent, but then go on to the league and see them excel there. And hopefully Livers will do well in the league. I mean, I guess we'll see. And Jabril Peppers is another guy who I watched at Michigan for a long time. Absolute stud. Played all of these different kinds of positions and all these cool different things on the field. And now he's, you know, in the NFL, absolutely balling out. So that's been super cool to watch. So, yeah, of course you're going to have some players from Detroit here. Most of the players you have are either, you know, Lions um, or from University of Michigan. But the one that you have here from Peyton Manning, and so I knew you were a big Peyton Manning fan. And I really, I learned that you're a big, big Peyton Manning fan that year they won the Super Bowl. And yeah. so I always have a little... Peyton Manning always have like a not hate but you know, <laughs> because I that year I really wanted the Panthers to win the Super Bowl 
Yeah, uh, a big Cam Newton fan, so oh, I always have a little wow. will towards Peyton Manning. But uh, yeah, he, he was a great player. Fan, but I mean, yeah, total legend, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Stuttering. and we yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that was good to for everyone to get to know, you know, who you are as a sports fan, some of your favorite players, uh, and so now let's get into you know more of uh, sports. Uh, analysis maybe you could say um some more uh you know current sports and so you know the nba playoffs are going on right now yeah um and you know i've been watching a lot of games i assume you have also um and so the one of the biggest parts of the nba playoffs is that's when they give the awards right for you know all of them so we're i want to ask you you know some of the awards have already been given out you know sixth man of the year uh, and a most improved player uh to Jordan Clarkson and uh, Julius Randle, but there's still some good ones, uh, of course, uh, MVP. So let's, you know, let's hear who you have, your predictions, you know, some reason yeah. behind it. So start off with MVP. So I think what's interesting about the MVP award is that I think, or it stands for most valuable player, but I think that the term valuable has really lost its, for lack of a better term, value in recent years. Um, because I think if we were really talking about who the most valuable player is, it's got to be LeBron every year. I don't know. But yeah, not necessarily this year because, you know, I think he, he yeah. missed a lot of games. Fine. But, you know, it, most years, yes. I would, yeah. Who is the most valuable player to their franchise? It's been LeBron since he's been drafted, right? And so I think it just comes down. I think we need to change the name of the award or change the criterion for the award. I don't know what it is. But in terms of the way the MVP is given out this year, um, what it looks like it's going to be is Nikola Jokic, right? I mean, this dude was on an absolute tear this year, 26 points a game, 10 rebounds, eight assists, and led his team to a very solid season. Um, his point guard, you know, Jamal Murray, absolute baller who was injured for a long time, and Jokic really put the team on his back um, and, and are, is carrying the Nuggets to a pretty successful season um, and playoffs, and so that's been crazy to watch, right? He led, he was second in the league in triple doubles and career high in pretty much every category, and so what most people are saying is that Nikola Jokic is going to MVP. And that's understandable. I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's definitely my prediction, at least. So I, I know you're a big Joel Embiid fan, you know, especially because he was on your fantasy team. Correct. So why, you know, did you not think it was going to be Embiid? Because he, he was one of the finalists. Yeah, I think it was just time on the court for Embiid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, big man regard as a little bit of a crybaby sometimes but I mean I think he really did get banged up took a little bit of time off the court this year I think had he been on the court for longer definitely would have been more of a case for him um but unfortunately he just wasn't able to you know stay on the court for health reasons but I mean you know now he's balling out so thank god he's good he's healthy um but just time-wise I don't think he was on the court for long enough to an MVP but someone who was on the court for long enough who I think actually should be the MVP but probably won't win the MVP is Stephen Curry, the best shooter yeah. of all time. I mean, you want to talk about valuable to their team? I mean, this dude was nothing but, I mean, explosive, ridiculous. I mean, he was so insane this year. Um, and, and it goes without saying that the Warriors would be – I mean, he took a bunch of scrubs. I mean, Jordan Poole, ex-Michigan player who I love, but that man yeah, started for this team in the playoffs. I mean, that – He did have some good games, though. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, um, I mean, if you got Jordan Poole starting right, then uh, you know where's the talent? And Curry just took that team and absolutely carried. Um, says forty-two percent 
um, on three-pointers this year, which is, I mean, crazy. And when you see where he's shooting from and the amount he's shooting, I mean, the volume is insane, um, which is actually better than his shooting percentage than his other MVP seasons, right? If you want to talk about where the criteria is. And so, no, but I think that's where the difference comes from. He's playing better, but he has a worse team. Mm, but that's why yeah. he's not going to get it. And I also yeah, think... I that's what kind of seals the deal for Jokic, I guess, is that yeah, well, but also on a good team. His team did well. They finished well. Curry lost to the Grizzlies in the playoffs, the play-in game. So Yeah. And just on a uh, point on Jokic, I think it's, of course, it's impressive, you know, 27, 10, and 8. Uh, but also doing that as a center. You know, there right. hasn't been a MVP that's been a center since uh, Shaq in like 2000. So yeah. you know, he's putting up eight assists a game and leading the, leading the team with wow. assists, um, you know, as a center, which is just yeah. even more uh, impressive. So, yeah, yeah I think... Also, because like Jokic and Shaq are such different players, right? Like you think yeah. about center winning MVP, you think Shaq, just dominant guy. But, you know, Jokic, I wouldn't say he's dominant per se. I think he's just so... I think like, he's like, dominant in his own way. Right. That's why I think it's a different type of dominance, not the overpowering, you know, 300-pound monster. Right. More of, yeah, more of the, you know, fat. Not, he's not fast, but, you know, you know, passing it. Yeah, yeah. Just more type of who, you know, I mean, the back of his head type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I would have to agree with Jokic. Um, Curry's close, but, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, you're not really going to. That makes sense. You're not really going to win. Yeah. Makes so sense. then, uh, moving on to uh, Depoy, Defensive Player of the Year. So yeah. We have. Um, I mean, my pick is the is the I think the solid pick, the, ha- the pick that agrees with the books, the pick that has been the pick for the past two years. And I know Draymond thinks he's the best defender of all time, but I mean, it's pretty obvious. Rudy Gobert. I mean, is the Defensive Player of the Year this year, last year, the year before that. I mean, this man is just a defensive machine. I mean, big boy stands in the paint and is, I think, such an underrated element of the success of the Utah Jazz team, just that, you know, they have such an explosive offense, but he creates his opportunities for them on defense, I think. Just, I mean, 2.7 blocks per game and a 5.2 defensive win share. This dude is an absolute beast. Um, I think that he's the obvious choice. Yeah, so I, I think that this one is, you know, more complicated for me because I am – a big Ben Simmons fan. Right. I think he is like, I think he's definitely more versatile uh, than Gobert is. And I don't think Gobert is going to win because he's already won two years in a row. I think there's a lot of voter fatigue. Yeah. And I think you could say the same thing for Giannis. Like Giannis won two years in a row. Yeah. And is having a, similar to even better numbers than the past two years. Uh, but is not going to win this year because I think of voter fatigue. I think that a similar thing is going to happen to, to Gobert, even though he does have better stats, better defensive stats than Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nevertheless, they're all, all three of them are great defenders. Yeah, although I think it's interesting. Like I think voter fatigue might have more of an effect on the MVP race versus the defensive player. I mean, just because they're both big awards, obviously, but I think MVP is more of a talked about, more of like an important award, I guess. And so voter fatigue would definitely come into account there because if a guy's winning back-to-back-to-back MVPs, you know, that's, that's really something. But uh-huh. the, of the year, I feel like maybe voter fatigue won't affect as much, but I definitely hear that people might be tired of giving it to Gobert and Simmons might take it this year. 
Yeah, so e either way, I think it's going to be a good choice. I don't think it's uh, Draymond's close. Yeah, uh, no way. But one of, one of those two I, I, I would agree with. Yeah. Uh, then uh, moving on to the last award, uh, we have arguably, I think, the second best award, you know, hype-wise. Uh, yeah. That's uh, Rookie of the Year. So let's hear what you have to... I yeah, think I know what you're going to say, but let's yeah, hear Yeah, this is tough. Um, I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan um, mm -hmm. on my fantasy team. Absolute baller. He's nasty in 2K, too. Um, but unfortunately, it does not look like he's going to be taking home the hardware this year. Um, no, he, was, he was close, though. He, he missed some games, too. So At one point, it looked like if Lamelo had stayed injured, maybe. Right, but I think it really comes down to Lamelo versus Anthony Edwards, right? I mean, these two guys absolutely balled out this year. Anthony Edwards started off the season not so hot, but over the year we saw him improve. I mean, his dunks obviously have always been insane, but just as a player, as a young leader on his team, we saw him really develop. Um, and his interviews also are great. Not that that helps with the award. Yeah. But just, just fun to have a nice little cherry on top. And then Lamelo obviously came to the league and immediately was just, I mean, setting things on fire. Um, that whole team that, the Hornets unit. I mean, all those young guys were just lighting it up and their rookie LaMelo obviously balling. Um, and then unfortunately he got injured. Right. And I think that's what really is going to be the, the question mark in regard to should he or should he not win the award is that he missed so much time. Um, but ultimately though, all things considered, I think that although we saw Edwards develop over the year and become better as the year went on, I think LaMelo just had too good of a season and came back and finished strong that he's going to take home the award. So I actually don't think it's as, as close as, you know, people say it is. I know that LaMelo missed games, but he did come back and played well the last, you know, uh, nine or 10 games of the season. Right. And as, yeah, you mentioned that Anthony Edwards, he did start off slow and picked it up towards the end, uh, had a 40 point game, um, averaging, you know, 20 plus points uh, down the stretch. But I don't think that, you know, this. I think this also has to be taken into account to MVP that Lamelo's team did have the better record, nice. and they they did make it into the play-in game. Um, and last year, the Hornets didn't make the playoffs. And so I know that Terry Rozier is on the team, um, and you know uh, Gordon Hayward was an off-season uh, signing. But Lamelo, you know, sixteen, six and six, that's going to have an effect on your team. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's not that close. I think it's easily going to be LaMelo. Uh, but, yeah, Anthony Edwards was amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what both those guys have in store. I mean, huge futures ahead of them. Hallie Raton, too. I'd love to see Obi Toppin become a more dynamic player, another rookie. I feel like all he can do now is dunk, although he's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, he also – I don't think he – he just doesn't play as much as these guys. Right. You know, minutes-wise. I mean, to me, I just imagine what the Knicks would look like if they had a guy like Tyrese Hallie Raton. But yeah. They would have been uh, right now. They're down three one, and um, they would have been in a much better spot. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I mean, listen, you know, each guy has their time, and I'm excited to see what these guys have in store for the rest of their careers. Yeah, the future, uh, the future of the league is definitely in oh, great yeah. hands. That's oh, for sure. I mean, forget like just the young, young guys, but you guys like D Book, Trey Young, all these guys totally yeah. blown up. I mean, yeah, the young, and the young generation of the league looks sick right now. Eight and two has been just you know. A monster against the Lakers so yeah. he's like an underrated young player that we don't really talk about um, so yeah that, that was the awards I think solid choices nothing to you know really disagree with yeah uh, but 
you know, so let's talk about a little more about the playoffs. You know, of course, my team, the late, the Rockets, are not in the playoffs. Worst yeah, my, I'm taking the Pistons to win it all. Um, you know, the Detroit win the lottery, maybe. <laughs> right. Um, hopefully, the Rockets win the lottery. You know. Yeah, I mean, I they, definitely, they definitely tanked for it. So. Yeah, hopefully. So yeah, we have the best chance, but you know, first time in a while, the Rockets are not in the playoffs. Right. Um, and, you know, of course, the Pistons aren't in the playoffs. Um, of course. Um, but, you know, who, who do you think is going to win the championship? Uh, you know, who, who do you think is going to make the finals uh, from the East and the West? And then who do you think is yeah. going to ultimately win the whole thing? So I'd love to have a hot take of a team coming out of the East that I think might be, you know, the under... But, I mean, I think the obvious choice is Brooklyn. And I think it's obvious uh-huh. because it just makes sense. I mean, this team goes without saying it's just beyond stacked um three offensive powerhouses alongside a bunch of great role players i mean dude if Kyrie, harden and kd are off which i mean the odds of that probably worse than winning a lottery ticket but if they're all off right then you joe harris who's also a stud who could light up a team i mean the nets are absolutely stacked i guess they lost a game because jason tatum dropped 50 but yeah. barring someone dropping 50 every game i mean there's no way they lose it before the finals so i really only thought there was three teams that can make it out of the east you know of course the nets um the, the bucks yeah um and the heat you know obviously the heat got swept right. um so they're they're not gonna make the finals you don't think um, the have a shot what the sixers um i kind of forgot about them uh i don't know i, I don't think so no i really just think it's the heat uh the bucks um I think the Bucks team is way different than last year's team. Uh, much better, of course. They I think, I think the they heat. showed that in the Miami series. I mean, they yeah. took care of business, like. And so the Nets, you know, I th- the Nets are. I think the Nets are playing. Yeah, the Nets are playing tonight. So if they win, they'll move on to play Milwaukee right. in the next round, which is going to be a great series. And I oh, think that, God. you know, I think Charles Barkley and Kendrick Perkins both said that they have the Bucks winning. So. It's not, I don't, it's a hot take, but a lot of people are saying it. So I think they might, they might win. I don't Um, know. I mean, I think if they won game one, it would send the whole NBA world into a frenzy, but there's no way they take a series. I mean, dude, that'd be crazy. I mean, it'd be crazy. It could happen. It could happen, but that'd be insane. And out of the West, um, I'm really hoping, see, I'm conflicted because I'm a big storyline guy. Like I, I love, you know, the stories. And so on the one hand, you have the story of, LeBron, who's, you know, gunning for another championship back to back with the Lakers. And if he wins, it's kind of hard to say he's not the GOAT at this point. Right. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, personally, I'm a very big LeBron fan, as I know you are, too. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm vying for him to win. But on the other hand, seeing Chris Paul make it out of the first round with this Suns team and winning the championship would be sick. I mean, you know, him getting a championship, first of all, but also just like him corralling this, you know, young squad to a championship would just be insane. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted as to who I want to win. Um, but I think ultimately I'm going for the Lakers. I'm hoping they pull it out. Yeah, um, so they also are playing tonight. So without AD, so hopefully they win. Yeah. Oh my um, they, are playing bat- they are playing in Phoenix, so that might be tough. But I think, I think the Lakers are going to win. Um, I don't really tr- I don't trust anyone else in the, in the West. The Clippers, they, you know, they won two in a row, but... Luka yeah, is injured. They always, they always find a way to fall apart. I yeah, don't I, I don't. I don't really. 
uh, trust them. So yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. Definitely the Lakers. Oh, and then you know who who do you have winning? The Lakers or the Nets? Golly, I mean that's this is that that's been the question since the beginning of this NBA season, right? Lakers Nets is that the championship? Who's gonna win? God, I mean if it comes down to Lakers Nets, I really hope the Lakers win. Yes. I mean, to see LeBron take down Katie, oh my God, that'd be crazy. Some nice oh, revenge from uh, a few years ago. Yeah, of course. This would be a dangerous place oh my <laughs> if God. LeBron took down the Nets. But, um, man. <laughs> Wait, you said Twitter is going to be a dangerous place? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I got to go Lakers in seven, man. I don't yeah, know. I, th- I, I, just, I have just so much confidence. Like, I think it's the same thing with Brady. You know, you don't bet against Brady. And, and, you know, he won this past year and beat, like, basically the equivalent, I would say, you know, of a super team. You know, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think in football you could have a super team. But yeah, beating the Holmes and that offense um, and then, you know, throwing two touchdowns and, you know, 300 yards, that's really good and so you don't yeah. bet against Brady and I don't think you really bet against Braun unless he's playing against um, the Warriors and the best team ever so yeah. I think you have to go with the Lakers yeah yeah I mean this is a tough season to be betting because the easy bet is the Nets but it's not so yeah. high return and they could lose so I don't know it's tough but um, yeah Lakers in seven baby yeah okay so we talked about basketball a little now we're going to move on to talk about football a little. So you mentioned you're a Lions fan. So yeah. I want you to tell me a little about what you think about uh, the Lions draft, their offseason, you know, getting a new coach, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, so our new coach came in with that hot interview. Yes. Uh, yes. Obviously made social media waves, biting off the kneecaps. I love that energy, baby. I think – it got me fired up. It got Detroit Lions fans fired up. I mean, that's the kind of energy we need. Um, done with Matt Patricia and all that garbage. Um, but listen, I don't know. I mean, Detroit sports teams drafts in the past have been quite garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually very impressed with the Lions drafting this year. Um, and I think, you know, the general like football community was as well. Um, you know, I was looking over draft grades from people. No one really gave the Lions lower than a B, which it's not horrible. I mean, and some guys are giving him A, A minus, A plus. But I think it was a good draft. Our first pick, Penny Sewell, um, the tackle. People are saying that he's a surefire Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy to hear from a guy coming out of the draft. That's huge. Um, we have our new quarterback, obviously, Jared Goff, who yeah. um, you know, has a lot to prove, I think, um, which can be good, which can be important. Yes. He has a big chip on his shoulder. Um, he had a great coach and a great offense in LA and they never seemed to make any, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl, I guess, but that was really a defense heavy team. And so I think he's a lot to prove, which could be good and protect, protecting him is obviously important. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, left tackle can yeah. you know, turn the whole team around hundred percent. And then on the defensive end, they went back to back defensive tackle, which to me was surprising because I felt that the Lions needed another, you know, skill position player. You know, we lost, um, Marvin Jones who was, you know, a stud. Um, and so I think... And Kenny G. And Kenny Galladay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is tough. Um, you know, you, you're a quarterback, you have a new offensive tackle, but you need weapons. Um, but then they, I guess, consolidated that by taking in the fourth round 
um, Amon Ross St. Brown from USC. Who, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. People said he could go top 50 and the Lions got him way later with 112. Um, so dude's an absolute baller. Um, and I think he could be a great target for Goff to have in the new offense. Um, and then they added in, you know, the pick before that, they got um, the cornerback from Syracuse, who also people say could have gone top 50, but ended up getting picked a lot later. Um, I think the line secondary is young at this point, um, but could be good. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to put any faith in the Detroit Lions anymore. I think every year I think they're going to be good and they suck. Uh-huh. But, um, I mean, hopefully they can be good. I don't know. It's always fun supporting a winning team. But Yeah, I- I'm a big fan of, well, of course, Penny Sewell. He was the best tackle. Uh, I thought he fell a little. I thought the Bengals were going to draft yeah. him. Um, uh, you know, they could have gotten a quarterback, but Jared Goff is young, and I think he could still, like you said, he has a lot to prove. He could still end up being uh, a solid player. And I like Amon, Amon, Amon Raw St. Brown. Uh, one, that's a baller name. Just a, yeah. Like, yeah. Sun God, something crazy name. Um, and he's on my uh, dynasty fantasy league, so oh, you gotta you gotta there be you gotta be rooting for you know players on your own squad. Yes, sir. And listen, um, we go back to LA. Um, oh yeah, for a reunion with Stafford, I think that'll be a crazy game. Lots of emotions, lots of pregame and postgame handshakes and tears and hugs. There are a lot of revenge games this year. You have this one, uh, you know, the Rams versus the Lions. Uh, right. Cam Newton is going is playing the in Carolina. Oh wow! Um, Sam Donald's playing in New York, That's so right. you got a lot of revenge games coming up, which oh, is yeah. exciting, definitely. Uh, and this one especially because Matthew Stafford been on the Lions his whole career, and definitely you know a Detroit legend, as as you said earlier. So yeah, of course, and it's nothing about respect for Stafford. I mean, like you can't hate a guy who gave his whole yeah. heart. I mean, this dude did all he could for Detroit, and it just never worked out. And you know, I wish. Uh, I don't think it's like a, a Kyrie Irving situation. Like, yeah. we don't like you. No, I think everyone's still in Detroit loves Yeah, him. I think eventually when the Rams come and play in Detroit, I mean, it'll be a hero's welcome for Stafford. I mean, you can't expect anything else. The dude gave it all, so. Yeah. You'd only be right. Yeah. Okay, so um, one thing before, you know, a little surprise that I have planned. Um, I, so I know you are on the basketball team yeah. at your high school. Um, and so, you know, this year with COVID, uh, you guys weren't really able to, uh, you weren't able to have a season at all. So um, what was that like as a team? Uh, you know, talk about that. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, you know, we, we spent a lot, so we went to the state championship last year, obviously, and we lost the season, the season before COVID. Correct. Yes. Yeah. The championship game, we lost in the, in the chip and. That was brutal and it kind of set everyone into this mindset of like season starts today, right? It's summer, but it was a Corona summer. And so, you know, we essentially spent six months in the gym. You know, you, you frequented that facility you know, yes. quite often. Um, but we spent a lot of time in the gym, just, you know, working on ball scales, weight training, conditioning. And we had a good group of guys who were in the gym every day um, trying to get ready for the season. And then obviously um, when it came time for the season, um, there was a discussion amongst the medical board and they ultimately, um, vetoed the, you know, our ability to play the season, which almost brutal. 
um, for just many reasons, right? I mean, I thought we had a chance to go back to the state championship this year, which would have been sick, but also it was my senior season. Um, and so I didn't get to play out that season. I think it's playing my senior game, my senior night, shoot a three in a game, maybe. I don't know. But, um, you know, there were a lot of things that were going for the season. I'm um, not could have been cool. And obviously none of them came into fruition, which sucks. But I mean, it is what it is. You're all with it. So. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not on the team, but I know all you guys, of course, great friends of mine. Right. Uh, and so, you know, from what I saw from last year when you guys made it to the state championship, you had a really, you know, good group of, of kids and, yeah. a, a, like, not just teammates, but, you know, friends in school and out of school not playing basketball. Yeah. Um, and I thought that and that did roll over into this year, but we weren't able to see that on the basketball court, which was disappointing as a fan of the team. Um, yes, as a fan. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I think this year, um, you know, we're going to be missing seniors, you um, and some few other guys. Uh, but I still think, you know, whoever's going to be on the team next year um, is going to, I think they, they still have a good chance to, uh, you know, win a state championship and compete. Yeah, 100%. So, yes. Okay. Uh, so one, before we go, I, I, I made a little uh, quiz um, to end off the episode on about some sports knowledge, but specifically Detroit sports knowledge. Oh, God. I wanted to test you to see, uh, you know, oh if you, you know, if you can show us, you know, your knowledge. Um, so let's just get into it. The first question, how many times did Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders make the Pro Bowl during his 10-year NFL career? I've, it's multiple choice, multiple choice. Oh, okay. okay. You have eight, eight years, eight Pro Bowls, nine Pro Bowls, zero Pro Bowls, or, no. ten, or 10 Pro Bowls. Okay, well, there's no way it was 10. And there's no way it was zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with eight. Eight. Final answer. Um, yes. Okay. So it was actually one of the first two that you had gotten rid of. He made the Pro Bowl all yes. 10 years of his NFL career. Wow. Uh, that's cr- Which just, year, Barry Sanders was the Pro Bowl? Yeah, it's Barry Sanders for you. Yeah, okay. he was a baller. Yes, of course. One of the best running backs. One of the best players. The best running back of all time. The best. Yes, I, I would... I really know... Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so in 1989, the... Pistons won the championship. Who was the finals MVP? So I'll give you some choices. Okay. Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, wow. Mark Aguirre, or Bill Lambeer. What year is this? 1989. Joe Dumars. Final answer. Yes. That is correct. Joe Dumars won it in 1989. Um, and, you know, the year before, or maybe it was the year after, but they went back to back. 
Right. And then um, Isaiah Thomas won at one time, and then Joe Dumars won at one time. Okay, like, Conne connected to this past question, who did they beat in the 1989 finals? Oh, wow. I'll give you some choices. Okay. Yeah, the Spurs, the Rockets, the Lakers, or the Blazers? Spurs, Rockets, Lakers, Blazers. Lakers. Correct. Lakers. Nice. Okay. Yeah, on, a, on a two question. It was just a music park type deal, like I guess indoor amusement park in Detroit called like Joe Dumars Arena. Yeah. They had this thing about him being the Lakers. That's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you didn't get the football question, but basketball, you're you're good. Okay. Next, another basketball question. Which Detroit Pistons player has won the most defensive player of the year awards and how many? This is multiple choice? Yes, I'll give you some choices. So you have what? Oh no, just kidding. Keep going. You have Ben Wallace, Bill Lambier, Isaiah Thomas, or Joe Dumars? Ben Wallace. That is correct. But how many has he won? Oh, is this also multiple choice? <laughs> I guess, you know. One, two, three, four. Yeah, one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Um, three. Close. He won four. Wow. Yes. Wow. He just made the Hall of Fame, so he deserved yeah. it definitely, making four or winning four Defensive Player of the Years. Yeah. And my Last question. Oh, sorry. All time, but huh? But in my opinion, top five defender of all time. Brim protector, that's for sure. Maybe, yeah. I would, uh, that's up for debate, yeah. Um, and then, okay, last question. I think that's my favorite question. How many touchdowns did Matthew Stafford throw to Calvin Johnson in their time playing with each other? Multiple choice. Okay, sorry. Um, you have 45, 56, 77, or 89. A lot of tutties. Yeah. Um, what was the third option? 56. And the next one? Uh, 77. Yeah, give me 77. 77. Final answer. Yes. That is incorrect. 56 touchdowns, which is still a lot. Yeah. I don't know how many years they played with each other, but that's a lot of touchdowns. Wow. So, yeah, um, you've got a... You got two out of three. That's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. You got all the basketball questions right. So, Lions, you might not. You might need to work on that a little bit. But that's tough. All right. I'll. I'll yeah. Refresh. That's pretty good. Um. Okay. So with that, uh, with that quiz, that ends the interview. That ends the episode. Thank uh, you, Jeremy, for thank coming you. on. Thank you for having me on. Fiftieth episode. A great <laughs> guest. Um, and yeah, so thank you to Jeremy for coming on to the, to the interview, to the channel. Um, make sure to like this video, subscribe, um, and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys so much, uh, for listening and goodbye.